You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 405 of the Columbia Calling Podcast. This is the penultimate episode of the year. We'll be back next week with Kenneth Kosick, and he'll be talking about the dementia gene in Colombia. But this week, we're talking to Sebastian Larson, and we'll be discussing his e-commerce startup. It's a bit unusual, but I think you'll find it pretty interesting indeed, because check out the website Secretos. Dot com dot co. They are revolutionizing the sex toy industry, the online sex toy industry in Colombia. So an interesting conversation about a different startup. Thank you to Nadia Ortiz for her time. And of course, thank you to those of you who continue to support the Columbia Calling podcast either through Patreon, that's www.patreon.com forward slash Columbia Calling, or on Kofi, that's K-I- no, ko-fi.com forward slash Columbia Calling, where you can make individual donations for podcast episodes and so on. And now over to Emily Hart with the news reported around and about Columbia. Thank you again, and don't go away. I'm Emily Hart, and these are your top stories for the week of December 6th, 2021. Colombia's president, Ivan Duque, has a disapproval rating of 69.8%, up from 51.9% this time last year, according to the latest poll by Invermare. It's the highest disapproval rating of any president recorded by the polling group. The death of a child of less than two years old in Bogotá has reignited the debate around a group of more than 400 indigenous Embera families who have been sleeping in tents in a park in the capital for more than two months, displaced by violence and clashes of armed groups in their lands. Since September, around 1,500 indigenous Embera have lived outdoors in Bogotá. Talks with the authorities relating to requests for assisted relocation have repeatedly stalled. At least 29 members of that community, most of them children, have had to be treated in medical centres during that time. This week, however, 130 families will move back to their territories, though negotiations continue in Bogotá. The Blue Shields, a group of protesters from this year's national protests known as the Paro Nacional, have gone to the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights to request protection. Since the unrest subsided, the prosecutor's office has charged numerous protesters with crimes like terrorism and conspiracy to commit a crime. But the Blue Shields say they have also been physically attacked and threatened. In the document submitted to the Commission, they demand that the Colombian state respect their rights, investigate the harassment they have suffered, and set up a dialogue. While the petition has not yet been resolved, the Commission is considering prioritising it. Meanwhile, Andrés Escobar, made famous when images of him firing a gun into protests earlier this year went viral, 
will face charges, though it is not clear which or whether he will be detained over the course of his trial. A new journalistic investigation has revealed that almost half of the priests investigated for sexual crimes against children in Medellin are still in their posts. According to magazine Voragine and Connectas, of 43 priests who have been denounced for paedophilia and sexual abuse, 19 are still in office and only three were convicted. Cases denounced to the Archdiocese of Medellin are often resolved internally and the families of those affected are routinely paid large sums of money. In Colombia, there are around 4,000 sex crimes against children reported per year. 10% of those cases reach a court, 1% result in convictions. This week, authorities seized hundreds of insects and arachnids on the Colombian border. Two German citizens were caught with 210 plastic containers, seemingly trying to take the specimens illegally to Europe. They included more than 200 tarantula spiders, a scorpion and nearly 70 cockroaches, as well as numerous eggs. Colombia is one of the world's 17 megadiverse countries, host to tens of thousands of different species. It is, therefore, a target for wildlife traffickers, and more than 11,000 specimens have been seized already this year. Unemployment in Colombia has fallen to 11.8%, down from 14.7% in October 2020. Unemployment among women has fallen faster than unemployment among men, but the gap remains high. Women's unemployment is at 15.9%, men's is at 87 A new report by the OECD, the Development Bank of Latin America and the European Commission's ECLAC has urged the implementation of vaccination strategies to boost economic recovery. In the report, numerous international bodies warn that the structural issues in Latin American countries are more urgent than ever and that in particular four areas must be tackled to raise quality of life and encourage inclusive economic growth. Those are productivity, equality institutional strength and environmental sustainability. Meanwhile, the Colombian, Chilean and Peruvian stock exchanges have approved a merger into a regional holding company, creating Latin America's second biggest stock exchange. The holding company, whose approval by each country's regulator is pending, would be based in Chile. The idea is to boost development of the regional market through encouraging international participation and standardising business models. New daily cases of coronavirus in Colombia remain at an average of around 2,500. 75% of the country has now had one dose of vaccine, 50% are now fully vaccinated. Colombia will, however, extend its health state of emergency until February, due to the emergence of the new Omicron coronavirus strain. The state of emergency was due to lift at the end of November. The director of Colombia's National Health Institute has said that we have to assume that the Omicron variant is already in Colombia. The reopening of the border with Ecuador has been postponed for the same reason, and US President Joe Biden will not be visiting Colombia in what was due to be his first meeting with Colombian President Ivan Duque. Those were your top stories from Colombia for the week. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back next Monday.
And we're back. This is episode 405 of the Columbia Calling podcast. This week's very special guest is Sebastian Larson. And, well, we've got an interesting story here, and I'm not going to let you in too much on it, but it's about a startup. Uh, not your everyday startup. So, well, perhaps perhaps they should just, I mean, Sebastian should just launch into this. It's a startup called Secretos. And as you might guess, Secretos, well, secrets, yeah, it's, a sec- it's something behind closed doors. Well, we hope, perhaps. Um, but uh, well, how does, yeah, let's, let's just jump into it. I'm, I'm kind of lost for words. How does a Brit and a Dane, how do they decide to open up an online sex shop in Colombia? Yeah, that is, uh, that is a good question uh, to start <laughs> off with. Let me just say that that almost everybody has the same reaction you have, Richard, when we start talking about uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this little venture. Well, it, it actually goes uh, a bit further back. I, I uh, started a dating site in Chile in 2008. Uh-huh. I lived uh, many years in Chile before this. Um, and we sold it, me and my brother, we sold it in 2019, more or less. But during that course, somebody mentioned to me uh, in Denmark, why don't you sell um, these sex toys to uh, to your customers in this dating store, in this dating site? And and I actually didn't think that was a very good idea. We, we wanted to get a, a bit more serious um, uh, site, but it kind of stuck in my mind, I guess. Um, and then I came to Colombia in 2018, more or less. I walked the streets down in uh, Serga, uh, what's it called, the Andino Mall, uh, mm-hmm. where you have actually a lot of physical stores, a lot yes. of uh, brick and mortar stores down there, sex stores, which I found curious because you don't really see any sex stores in England, in Denmark, in Germany, in, even in the States. There, there's a few flagship stores, but normally all these products, you sell them online today, even actually in, in Chile, where I just came from. There's very few sex stores left. So I started to investigate a little bit about uh, what actually was online because my whole, my whole startup world was online from, from the dating side. And I found that the competition wasn't that great. Um, there was still uh, this concept of, of uh, red light district, uh, these stores hidden away. It wasn't something people talked about. And we had just been through both in England and, and in Denmark, uh, kind of an online revolution with these uh, stores uh, where we went from exactly that, uh, uh, these CD stores in in, in uh, the, the strange um, neighborhood in, in the big cities to getting these products up uh, over the counter, uh, talked about um, talked about their benefits, uh, uh, a lot of women uh, CEOs were putting their faces on these brands and stores, um, and I thought that could buy them. Maybe we hit something, and maybe there was a possibility to to be the front runners in this uh, cultural industrial revolution. This, these are big words, obviously, but in this little microscope of of uh, of online business, actually, sex toys is one of those who's fastest moving from regular stores to online. Amazing. Precisely because of the taboo. Uh, uh, if you have the possibility to buy, how free? How free can can I speak on your podcast? You uh, can fr- speak as freely as you want. Okay. So imagine you're into anal dildos. Uh, there's just some products that are nicer that you you buy them online instead of going down to the store and and speak with the the, 
just the, the agent or whatever. So with in the digital transformation of going from uh, regular stores to online sh- uh, shopping, within this segment, precisely sex stores is, uh, is faster moving. So I thought that's interesting. And it didn't seem they were, uh, they were at that point yet in Columbus. So maybe we could start this uh, before anybody else and, and make a really, really nice store with high quality products and great service. Mm-hmm. This is one, uh, as you could probably imagine, buying these products is a first for a lot of people. And it's not like walking into a shoe store and say, I, I use 45, give me the black ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, questions, uh, doubts, et cetera. So our focus point was, so let's, let's see if we can do this much better than, than it was today. I, I did a few test buys, I remember in the beginning, and uh, the stores here would literally deliver the products in a black plastic bag and leave it down with the uh, uh, portero in, in the edificio. Uh, which was terrible, you know. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's where we thought we could do we could do something uh, very very different uh, and of a different uh, different level and quality. So you guys I spoke down to Ben about yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. I spoke to Ben about this, uh, and um, he, being English, he obviously knew the story about Love Honey, which is one of the great uh, success stories, uh, retail success stories in England. I myself um, from Denmark, we have another one called Sinful which is now the biggest in, in Scandinavia. And precisely they did that. They, they took this concept, modernized it, got great products, uh, great attention, customer service, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, he was on board. It's, it's amazing. I also think he likes sex toys a lot. Ah, you just said that to embarrass him. He might pop uh, up on screen. Uh, uh, but, I know. Whether I know. he does or not, I mean, that, whatever he floats his boat. Um, but I mean, there's a lot in what you just said, and I, I, I'm, you know, fascinated. Of course, we know about the stigma, you know, and everything. Walking into a sex yeah. shop or being seen walking out of one is, you know, is, uh, and of course, then the, I, I suppose the, the art. It, disapproving or all-knowing uh, look from the the vendor or the salesperson uh, and i don't know exactly. if, in, in in sex shops here in colombia if they are they follow you around like they do in in a regular in a regular shop you know it's like they're right on your shoulder yeah. Yeah. if they were doing that in a sex shop you're not going to get any business whatsoever but so i'm i'm curious i mean you this is amazing you started i mean it's a different background starting in the in the in, you know in the dating world in chile yeah and and i just need to sort of talk about that because because chile is a pretty conservative country so i guess you were breaking down some barriers there and it's you know very catholic in its in its legal sense yeah. i'd say um very much so, so it must have been very interesting yeah. and I'm, I'm sure I, I mean i don't know any of these sites or anything but uh it must be very interesting to to have launched that uh, is there much competition in chile well, we 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 were the first actually. Uh, this was back in two thousand eight, and oh, wow. again, I, I I was very inspired by a, a Danish site and also Match.com, who at that point were were huge successes, and there was nothing in Chile of the sort. And, and speaking of barriers, every time I asked somebody what if they think of this idea, they all said it's never going to work. No mm-hmm. Chilean person will show themselves uh with their picture and and in a dating site admitting they're single and looking for uh, for a partner nobody will do it and i thought that's great so 
nobody's going to do it. We're going to be the only ones because of course it's going to work. Uh, there's not a country in the world where this doesn't work. <laughs> also, I think it was in 2006, actually, this is so far back that Facebook actually started. So it, it started, it was so new back then that to show yourself on, uh, on, um, uh, 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 online, right. Yeah. Uh, with your picture and everything. So, it was great. Uh, we had the market more or less for ourselves the, the first few years. Uh, everybody thought we were crazy, uh, which is, was great because <laughs> there was no competition. How was they the all growth started then? How, how, how quickly did it grow? It was, uh, it was pretty quickly. The first year we had was, uh, was free. We didn't uh, charge any subscribers, uh, any subscriptions because we wanted to fill up the database. One of the things with, with a dating site is that uh, the product is... Uh, users, right? So you need to fill up that database for it to be become interesting. If there's ten users on the site, nobody's going to pay you anything. So we needed that that bulk, that critical mass. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we were very fortunate to get a lot of press because we were first movers, because this was such an interesting thing. So we were in every media um, for whoa two three years. Every time there was something uh, around uh, these holidays mm -hmm. or the um, What's it called? The uh, the singles day of the um, Valentine's oh, every fourteenth of uh, <laughs> yeah Valentine's Day exactly 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 and uh, and another thing we did was which was uh, interesting and cracked out a lot of barriers was that we started actually showing ourselves like this is not dangerous we're here we also use it uh, which was a lie obviously but um, <laughs> when it wasn't a lie actually my brother found his now wife still wife go. on a on a dating site when we did research for for the uh, for the site. But we did the speed dating event. So there was some physical element of it. We took away that, oh, it's all hidden behind screens and, and it's all online. So we started these speed dating events. And that was uh, publicity stunt. We got, uh, again, a lot of press coverage. Um, uh, the Chilean press thought it was crazy fun to come down and film uh, these events. A funny story, at uh, the first very speed dating event we did, a couple met and they got married uh, exactly a year from that date, which was covered by one of the big TV channels, they actually went into the church and filled the ceremony. Mm -hmm. That so the growth from then on was just amazing, just mm -hmm. just crazy. Amazing. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I that bet. Was really fun. And so now, winding forward, 2019, you say, okay, uh, let, we we've done our market research here in Colombia. There's yes, down by the Andino towards the Carrera 15, I think it is. All yeah. number of, of sort of sex shops you see on the second floor and the ground floor of these sort of dated uh, shopping centres. Uh, yeah. I've never seen anyone going in or out. I mean, you know, I drive past every now and then, with whatever. I would, you know, if you're going down to the country, Clinica del Country, or places like that, you're driving past. You never see anyone around them. You sort of wonder yeah. how they make business. So I suppose it's sort of the the, the typical manner in which they do, it. as you said, a black bag uh, dropped off, someone paying by you know the cellular payment, sort of uh, necky or something, or a transfer, and then a black bag dropped off at the, at the, the doorman of a building. This is not service. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was, uh, there was tons to improve, tons yeah. to improve. Um, the first thing was just so obvious uh, was about the packaging. Mm -hmm. We needed to be super discreet and communicate that to our users that when they buy something from us, it's not going to come wrapped in in uh, you know uh, plastic. Uh, you could see the <laughs> you could see what you bought, right? 
the the old nightmare of 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 the dildo shaped package uh, arriving at your your doorstep. <laughs> so uh, that was that was step number one to to communicate that. And everything we uh, sell today come in these uh, square, discrete boxes that you well you can find anywhere. There's no there's no labels, nothing that says uh, secretos or anything. Just comes with your name. We do uh, personal deliveries. We have our own delivery um, motorbikes here mm-hmm. uh, uh, inside Bogota. And uh, outside, we sent with NVIDIA, but again, with the discrete packaging. Uh, so that was that was first, because that is the number one question we get on the side uh, is, how do you ship this? How, does, how is it going to arrive? Um, so that was, that, was, that was number one, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I browsed the site in preparation of this conversation, and everywhere, everywhere it pops up, you know, it's like discrete packaging. I mean, that's the clearest thing you see. And I guess that's, as as you've noted. So, I mean, I need to ask, again, a startup. A lot of my listeners like the idea of startups, you know, it's kind of a dream, being your own boss and doing it in a country like Colombia, giving you an enviable, uh, you know, very seductive uh, quality of life and so on. But to start up something of this nature requires you getting in touch with all the manufacturers of these companies. So your market research had to go in, I don't know, did you look at Danish market research, English market research and say, what are the most popular, most sold or sought after um, items? Uh, And I've looked at, there is a list of the best sellers and so on, which are kind of predictable, aside from the What's the, the there's like a, a pill with a bull picture on it and stuff, I guess, to make, yeah. make you more powerful. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the Viagra. That's it, the Viagra one. Yeah. But um, I mean, how did you do this kind of research? Yeah, that was actually you're spot on. That's how we did it because I personally did, I didn't know anything about this business, nothing. Uh, ben or, or, or the other investors didn't know anything either. So, um, but the, the good thing is today, it's it's pretty transparent, the the, the market, right? Because you can go into, let's say, um, um, Amazon, and you can pull up the best seller list for, for sex toys, which they're very open about. Obviously, we did the same in England, we did the same in Denmark, and then we compared. Um, and, it's, and then the other thing, uh, which I think was key, we hired people who already had a number of years within the, the industry as, as customer service or yeah. standing. Uh, those are uh, one of the first girls we hired, uh, managed one of these stores exactly down in, in uh, next to Andino. She's been there for six years. Um, another girl had been there for uh, four or three years. So they knew, they already knew what are the customers need? What do they ask for? Uh, what is the must haves in, in, in the store, et cetera. So there's a combination of those two factors. Um, and then just like with the, with the with the dating side, uh, you need to have um, uh, you need to have stuff on your shelves, right? Yeah. So it was about the first initial investment was for that was to was inventory, mm-hmm. um, but that was it. It was it was very basic, uh, just trolling through all these uh, the best stores we could find, uh, figuring out also the the design, the layout, the uh, the menus. Uh, that was it. That was it. But it's very, I mean, it's very clear. And the first investment of inventory must have been quite significant, quite a large expense. Yeah, that was the biggest expense uh, of, of setting it all up. I had, I had run a, a test site uh, before we set up our own company. Um, 
where I made a deal with one of these stores down in Andino, uh, next to Andino. Uh, and I said, I'll, I'll put up a, a, a website, but we'll sell your inventory and then we'll split 50-50. Uh, my long-term plan was to see, could we convert uh, online customers to, to paying customers? And just to get a feel of, of how things are moving without having to invest in, in inventory, which is obviously the, the biggest, uh, biggest chunk of money that goes to that. Uh, and then, so from that on, we already had an established brand, more or less, even though it was, the setup behind it was very, very poor, very amateur. And we were depending on these, uh, this other site and uh, this other store, physical store. So we had like a smooth running, you could say, on the front end of, of the business because we just continue with the site. But then the whole back end, we turned into ours, uh, especially mm. uh, the customer service with with our way of doing uh, things, you know, the speed of, uh, of answering um, the chats, the WhatsApp. Uh, um, and as I said before, the, um, the, the packaging was, was super, super, super important for me uh, to have that very, very nice and discreet. Yeah, no, I, I think this is really interesting as well. So you've got these people sort of, let's say, uh, I would say, assessores, <laughs> uh, consultants yeah, totally. who've, who've worked in the in the industry and they're saying, listen, this is what we mainly sell. This is what we don't sell. So I have to ask a sort of, a, you know, a question in the first inventory you bought from wherever you bought it. Uh, is there some product that has been a total failure? Yes, uh, there always is. There always is. <laughs> right now, I'm actually looking at it, um, and it pains me <laughs> because we still we, we still have three left. It, it, it is, uh, <laughs> and I can't get rid of it. It is. Um, you remember those uh, those exercise balls, the big exercise balls that you see in gyms, so yeah. that you could do, you know, yeah. It's 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 one of those uh, pink and it's got a dildo attached on top of it, and I can't get rid of it. Yeah, so, I mean it's not the most discreet yeah. thing, is it? Is it? I mean, and it's, no. so it's a big ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, here it's in a small box, and you yeah. inflate it when you get home, of course. But yeah, it's not something you just pull out, you know, from under the bed and, and or hide in your in your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a. Uh, there's some there's some build up to it. So there was a there was a a toy in my childhood called the space hopper. You know, it's a, so yeah. it's a big inflatable ball with handles, and you'd bounce on it. I mean, I'm getting that that's, kind of that's impression. It. But it's, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, and and yet this is a yeah for a different uh, a, a different end. Uh, but so you've got three left. So how many <laughs> did you buy in total? Three. Okay. So all right. I mean, okay. So Still, you, you were, we haven't sold one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I have to ask then. So we've seen, the, you know, the least, the least popular. What has been the most popular on your site? Yeah, we have a few. Um, interesting enough, right when we started, more or less, um, yeah, the whole industry had a, a, a revolution because there's a new kind of toy that came out, which is called the suctioner. So it's a it's a clitoris stimulation. It's like a vibrator, but it's it has suction movements instead of vibration movements. Uh, so you kind of it, you kind of put it on the area and then it'll make like a suction movement. Mm. And that has, I mean, the, it, it, all over the world has been a huge revolution. So those products have sold amazingly well. There's a, especially one, I think it was them who actually invented uh, the brand called Satisfier. 
but now there's a ton of these variations uh, obviously a great name by the way uh, well, um, i mean they've got to be creative haven't they with the names yeah, yeah, yeah. they actually promised in their commercials uh guaranteed an orgasm under three minutes and apparently it uh, it's true because oh. it's it sells it sells a lot wow i mean this sells is a, a lot again things i know nothing about so our our purchases yeah. I mean, as we just have to say, between the genders, if that sells so well, do we take uh, for granted that women are the most, uh, uh, are the biggest clients on your site? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, by far. Okay. By far. Well, women and couples, but um, the majority, the vast majority of toys today are made for women. Yeah. Um, and when I say couple, it's because we got, it's, well, it's difficult to know, of course, uh, who's who's actually the end uh, customer. But uh, a ton of guys buys, uh, for instance, these clitoris uh, um, vibrators, etc. And they always buy, obviously, buy for, for women. So mm-hmm. we we kind of assume that that that's uh, couples, right? And we have a category just for couples and and the on the side, which is also very uh, visited and very popular. So yeah, women and couples, uh, I would say eighty percent. Of the toys we have are, are meant for women, twenty mm. percent are for men. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 mainly women yeah. and users. Yeah. What um, uh, what kind of hit rate do you get on the website? I mean, you must look at what what kind of uh, figures you're drawing in, like daily, monthly, or so on. Because it'd be, I mean, it's just a fascinating idea. Is this? Uh, yeah. You must. Let me see. I think we have. Let me give you the exact number. I think it's, let me see. <laughs> How many visits? Uh, we have about 1,500 a day, more or less. I would say it's visits. a very decent. And of course, then that, you know, there's a percentage of that that turns into repeat visitors and buyers. So, I mean, you, yeah, you've got yeah. to be happy. Exactly. Are there, I mean, talking philosophically, uh, about this are there conclusions then that what that you've reached by seeing let's say the well first of all the rate of hits on the page to the conversion into what sort of sales you sort of say Colombia is a country with a strong catholic background and a certain stigma surrounding this that's why we're a success story is there something sort of sort of socially a well, that has a that has sort of occurred to you, saying we're doing well because of this. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the we have some kind of first mover effect that that's um, we've seen a lot of competitions um, trying to uh, duplicate what we do, especially with the packaging and 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 the um, we have customers from six in the morning to one at night. Wow. Um, and we see a lot of those uh, um, being duplicated. Um, end of the day, uh, one of the things that I always thought were before we started this, sex is never going to go away, right? It's never going to be a fashion or some. Uh, I'll try it once and then not again, <laughs> you know. So, so sex sells, uh, and it, it, it might sound a little bit crude, but it it actually does, and and it's a huge part of our lives today so sex toys and this is uh, scientifically proven now various university studies improve your sex life greatly greatly um one of the things 
uh, I can't remember if it's number one or number two on the list. When you ask couples, why do they split up? Why do they get divorced? It, it, it's, it's lying there that it, well, the sex life kind of stopped and, and it wasn't fun anymore. I just got into a routine. And from there it creates other issues in, uh, in a relationship. So it is a hugely interesting product. So if you, if you put it in front of people, they will click on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't have, um, a lot of websites, which uh, which was the case before we started, you're not going to get, you're never going to know if it's going to be a success. But you start putting these things in front of them and start on their Google searches, et cetera, and you show up with a really good, high quality product, um, it's it's going to sell, obviously. So um, you could say that it was, a, it was kind of a sleeping um, business, just waiting for, for somebody to, to take that first, first approach. Mm. Um, you see in in countries like the UK and uh, US and, and Denmark, they've grown a lot, but now they're starting to do commercials on, on TV channels. So there's even more uh, um, ground to be to be gained there. Um, and this is something that started recently with the TV commercials. So there's still tons of business to be made. And we're just in the in the early early stages here in, in Colombia. So uh, I don't want to sound uh, modest or anything, but it, 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 is, it is what it is, right? We didn't invent any mm. product, any desire. It was there, but we put it in front of them and we probably, the packaging in the hole with the website, with the service, with delivery is, is uh, very, very good, very, very strong. So that's, that's definitely part of it. Definitely part of it. I mean, you ever thought of yourself, Sebastian Larson saving marriages in Colombia? <laughs> In Colombia, hopefully, yeah, I know I created a ton of marriages in Chile. Hopefully, we can maintain them here in in Colombia. That will be a great protection. Maybe my next business will be some divorce lawyer. Oh, there you go. Uh, no. To fulfill the circle. Oh, <laughs> no. boy. Um, but I, I'm. This is amazing because you started in late 2019, and I think that you obviously everything well a lot of things i mean you've got the quality service you've got the you know the discretion um but you started at the right time everything's timing as well isn't it and of course we went into isolation and quarantine and so on and so forth and i i just wonder I did see articles of, uh, you know, in the press, uh, a lot of the English speaking press based here in Colombia talking about the increase in sales and sex toys. Were those, were those articles about you or was that about just in general? There was, uh, yeah, there was one about us. Okay. I can't remember right. who wrote it, but um, that was, a, that was definitely a thing. We, yeah. we were just starting out. So it, it caught us a little bit by surprise. Um, this was in March when the mm-hmm. complete lockdown was in, in 2020. So we were just literally starting uh, and we tripled our sales in, in March. Um, so uh, it was crazy. I had to send also because of the pandemic, everybody home. So yeah. I was the only one at the office. <laughs> so I was packing like a maniac for these, uh, these months. I was alone from, yeah, from March to about, I think it was, was it September? We opened up again in Colombia, and people yeah. come back to work uh, slowly. Yeah, that was that was some crazy, crazy month, and it it, it makes complete sense, right? Yeah. You're you're at home. What are you gonna do? You're bored. Well, well, somebody can deliver a, a vibrator. <laughs> I'll 
give that a try. You know? Well, see, you know, you do read. I mean, you read. Uh, you read that the you know the, the the shutdown or the lockdown, the isolation, the quarantine, it caused problems for couples, of course, and of course yeah. it resolved problems for couples. And what about the people stuck alone? You know, uh, maybe single people without. Uh, flatmates or anything at least to talk to in person I, yeah. I, I can only imagine that again timing is everything it's it's just a there will be sociological uh, um, investigations into this there will be academic yeah. articles in the future around surrounding this of course and 100%. I, I think it, it's just I mean you as you say with startups again timing is everything things can just sink and you guys Obviously, as you said, caught a little by surprise. You are there packing. I love the image of you packing yeah. sex yeah. toys from from morning till night in a literally in a, in, yeah. a, in a I don't know a, like a warehouse office in Bogota. It's brilliant. Exactly. It's, uh, that's how it was. Let, let's put this. Let's for the, for those of them listening only on audio. A Danish guy in a international company startup in colombia in bogota packing up sex toys that have arrived from various countries to then distribute around colombia i mean it, it, you know it, it kind of reads a bit like a a, a, a comedy film script it completely completely <laughs> i felt that i was in a no but I felt, I felt i was in a movie sometimes because it was so surreal it was so surreal, but and it, especially when you start, when it start to be completely automatic. Uh, luckily, my girlfriend was with me, so she helped, uh, helped pack also. But once the conversations just go into hand me that vibrator, you know, <laughs> and you don't even notice, <laughs> it just. That's it's a, so weird. That's a, so when it when it comes into common parlance and you're not you're not uh, aware. Listen, it's the uh, it's, it's, like, it's the uh, you know the whatever. The, I just passed that. Yeah. There, it's going to cheer. You know whatever. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, what I like about this is that you've taken you've taken this store off. Let's say the high street, and you may by being online, you're more widely available and again is the, the discretion so therefore you've taken a, a stigma out of it and you've taken this well in inverted commas the scandal out of this and i would say in a way it's it's kind of like a public service it, yeah it, that's exactly our approach also it, it's worth mentioning that we also work with the sexologist uh, here who also give their tip and input. Uh, they rate the products uh, and tell about the benefits, um, both health-wise and, uh, and sexually, about all these products. So we try to give it a, yeah, that's exactly it, uh, to, to be as informative and, and conscious about the, the benefits of these products uh, as possible. And again, there's tons of studies now that show that, for instance, um, it's 80% more likely for a woman to reach an orgasm if she uses lubricants, mm -hmm. which is something that's mind-boggling. Um, uh, again, if they use uh, toys in the in the in the relationship, um, it hugely improves how long they're going to stay together uh, and be happy together, which is logical. But but it it is. Um, we're trying to give it that that uh, that angle as well, obviously. And we have a ton of these products that actually are meant for women's health: um, Kegel balls, um, various kind of, of, of lubricants to help 
uh, after birth, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, the funny uh, story about the dildo uh, and the bachelor party. It is actually uh, some serious, some serious products and they're not cheap. Um, the old days where you went to one of these stores and you bought a cheap, cheap dildo from uh, some plastic manufacturer in China, those days are more or less gone. Um, um, now there, there's a lot more focus on, on quality. Uh, back in the days, you hear these horror stories about people get sick because uh, these products, you, you insert them, right? So it has to be uh, under some control then. Back in the day, there was no control. Um, so that's a huge factor also. We we go to the the you know the, the health side of things of course is is of uh, imperative importance, but let's talk about the startup side and making a startup, creating a startup in Colombia. It's you know Colombia can be challenging in these things. Are there any regulations to importation of these sorts of goods? Have you have you ha- encountered problems getting the containers in or having to pay? You know, people say you can't bring this in. It's a it's it's a, the moral decay of of society. Because I can believe it when you listen to some of let's say the more hard right politicians here, you think that they would try and crack down on all of this and i know my other sort of query was coming out from left field as well is sort of what when you went to register at the the camera comercio so the sort of chamber of business and you have to describe what the company is what kind of looks did you get there uh well the first part of the question no we haven't had any issues with with imports we also we split more or less our inventory, so we import about fifty percent, and we buy from local distributors the other fifty percent, especially okay. uh, all lubricants and and uh, aceites and stuff like that, which is ready available here in, in Colombia mm-hmm. and much easier. You don't have to battle with in Lima and everything. <laughs> uh, but but we have so there's no problem importing. Uh, we haven't heard of any issues, but I have seen some of the descriptions of the products in these import not being very. I think there was one that said these are remote controls because they actually fall under the same with batteries and there's something there, but it's definitely not a remote control. But but no, that wasn't there wasn't any. And the looks we get, yeah, um, every time. Yeah. I but the best look I got was when I went to the bank to open the bank account and <laughs> and the, the first woman that 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 um, I spoke with uh, sent me straight into the boss because she didn't want. She did not want to handle this. And I could feel that this was such a minor thing that, of course, it was under her uh, power to to yeah. sign the papers and everything. But she just did not want to send me into the boss. And the boss completely read in her face when I I just said it like it was we were selling socks. Yeah, it's this, this and this. And she's like, well, well OK. But she was like struggling to find the right words. But there wasn't any of you can't do this, you can't sell this. Because, mm. of course, it's just, it, it's normal. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any laws or any... Uh, I don't think so. Uh, that would, I, mean, I don't know no, industry. No. I think that's hilarious, though, that, that you know, the first uh, bank uh, employee passes yeah. you on to the yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose... That's super, super obvious. Either she's embarrassed or she doesn't know or she just doesn't, in case she gets in trouble, you know, that making an error on this. And so, I yeah. know, passing it on, it's... Uh, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be amusing on that front. But of course, you know, if, if, if everything's totally legal and and above board, then there's no issue. Yeah. Well, but we don't actually mention it. If they ask, uh, D 
deeper questions. And normally it's just an e-commerce, what do you sell, what we sell, different kind of health products, uh, products, uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't say sex products unless they ask it. Yeah. So, so how many, I mean, I have to ask, is, is this a, a big venture? How many investors do you have? We have um, we have six investors. Well, so it's, you know, it's reasonably, it's manageable, definitely. It's not a huge amount, but and are they all, yeah. all uh, uh, foreigners here in Colombia? Yeah, uh, wow. I am. I'm the odd one out because I'm the Danish guy, and the rest are English. Um, all all resident here in Colombia, except for one who's uh, who's in London. Okay. So, um, so, so yeah. it took a Dane and several English guys to open an e-commerce site for uh, exactly intimate products. Let's say, and and okay, so. You know, I mean, this is—it's just a fascinating thing. And so, you—I mean, it's—it's it's a success story. You're—you're—you're you're paying dividends to your investors. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, hopefully soon. We're—we're—we're we're, we're definitely still in the growth phase. So, uh, whatever money we have, uh, we spend on on extra marketing, better products. Um, uh, that's the phase we are uh, right now. Now we're trying to to figure out um, to make a deal to get some extra advertising, uh, maybe via TV, uh, radio, etc. Et so hopefully, hopefully we can, we can grow even even more. Yeah, definitely. I, I can see it growing definitely. So the website is secretos.co. So secretos.co. It's actually yeah, it's, yeah. That also works, but it's dot com dot co. Okay, dot com dot co. Okay. Both would uh, would take you there. Yeah. Well, we'll put that up on the Facebook page and see before it's taken down. If it's <laughs> if Facebook, yeah. decide, if someone decides to, uh, well, I do have some quite antagonistic <laughs> listeners and and people that follow on Facebook, but that's that's the nature of social media. So I'll put it up there, and of course I'll I'll, I'll throw it all over Twitter. I I cannot promise you sales or anything, but perhaps there'll be a little a slight Columbia calling uh, bump. <laughs> but uh, that'd be nice. It's it's fascinating to know what other immigrants to Colombia are doing and that you know this is not the obvious thing let's say you know like I did back in the day opening a hostel evolving into a hotel or starting a travel agency or yeah. you know, this is not the obvious thing and I think that's therein lies the success because you're, you're kind of uh, you're kind of pioneers in this and I, I assume there are other outfits out there but if the way you run it, and I, I'm sure it is the way you run it, with the proper uh, at, you know, attention to detail and the service, and the, again, I, the word we keep coming back to, discretion, then it's a success story. Um, customer service in Colombia still has quite a long way to go. So if you've bought, brought that Danish and, and English level to it, uh, then, then you're head and shoulders above uh, these uh, uh, the competition. Other question off the top of my head as we come to a, a close i mean the office is in bogota and so this is where you're sending the products from is there a region or a city of the country that has you know is it's the highest uh, you know there's the highest demand for any of your products you could say oh no they buy the most or something <laughs> no no it's it's uh, bogota is by far the biggest. Also because we yeah. we send it here and, and we can deliver faster here. Uh, but then it, it just the big cities. But there is one thing that is funny because we we 
we get a lot of, uh, well, not a lot in, in, if you compare it to Bogota, but we get sales from uh, the Amazons. And that is strange. That is strange. But it, it's great because we cover the whole country. Uh, so we, we send sometimes <laughs> some packages to, to the Amazonas, where I guess it's, it's very difficult to find a, a decent uh, vibrator, I'm guessing. I, I'm <laughs> but, sure there uh, aren't too many uh, shops no, <laughs> in no. the Amazon. But that's funny when they were those chicken. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not like small, uh, you know, uh, I guess when they buy that far away, they, you know, they, they tend to get a little bit of everything. Yeah, and if, if you're buying a few things, they're probably going to do some resale there too as well. So it's, uh, Yeah, it could be also, could be yeah. also. Well, anyway, listen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this has been really quite uh, enlightening, and I, I can see that there's a health uh, you know, element to what you're doing as well. I mean, you were quite firm on that in, in the issue of lubrications and, of course, uh, couples, almost like couples therapy as well. Uh, but this is this is normal. Uh, yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed about, really. But it's again, you know, you faced it by just by seeing you know, that that sort of bank middle manager not wanting to not wanting to deal with your um, your request or so on. But it's uh, it sounds like me. It sounds like to me that you've got a, a real success story on on your hands. And well. I mean, here's hoping that we don't go into another period of isolation and quarantine if there's a fourth wave with this Omicron uh, variant that's surging elsewhere. But for you, yeah. it might be a real, uh, you know, a boon for a boon for business. I'm running around sneezing on all the people I can uh, <laughs> I can sneeze on. It was it was great for business. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, at that uh, totally uh, un PC uh, remark, I think we'll bring this to a close. Uh, Sebastian Larson, thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting talking about secretos. Dot com dot co. So for those of you interested, just look that website up. It's secrets, uh, secretos.com.co. And he, the cover all of Colombia. Well, thanks a lot for your time. It was, it was, it was super fun. Good experience. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to talk on this about, about uh, passions, I guess. Um, so anyway, that's us for, for now for episode 405. Thank you so much, everyone, to tune, for tuning in. Of course, you can support us on patreon.com forward slash Columbia Calling for as little as $2 a month. And of course, make one-off or membership donations on Kofi, that's K-O-F-I Columbia Calling. Uh, I'll be back next week. Next week, 406 will be the last episode of the year. That's the last episode of 2021 because, well, we need a little break too over Christmas. Uh, but uh, we will be back next week with another fascinating conversation with someone Columbia related or with something going on that's Columbia related. Thank you to all of you out there that's been listening. Thank you to Sebastian for his time. I've been Richard McCall. This has been Columbia calling. Bye-bye.